Good morning and welcome. Really glad to have everybody here today. Thankful for you taking the time to be with us. I want to welcome you whether you've chosen to be here in person or whether, uh, by the way, did anybody get sweaty just getting from the car, the house to the car and the car to the church building? Man, we, we are, we're in the midst of it. And, and by the way, I'm going to spend the whole week outside this, <laughs> this week at camp. Uh, although, I will say, the humidity is typically a little less than it is here, so thankful for that. Thankful that you're here today with us, and, and it's my hope that if you're joining us virtually that you will be blessed by your investment of time with us. would appreciate those of you who are on YouTube with us, maybe hit a like there, but also hit the subscribe button and uh, that let be a part of what's going on on our YouTube channel. Again, glad to have each and every one of you here today and appreciate you uh, joining us for worship. I want to be sure that we always have a door to, to reach out to you when we have updates of things and I just make it uh, once a month or so I want to remind you if you're not getting text messages for instance on Thursday if you didn't get a text message uh, from the church uh, we, we want you to be part of that circle and get updates we're not going to abuse it we're very careful about it but if you would ta- text LJ cup date everybody say LJ cup date all right if you'll text that to 979-217-3300 it'll include you in a list of, of any kind of last minute updates we have as well as a few regular kinds of things on your way in I hope you got a copy of the caring and sharing a number of announcements there that we're, we're not going to be able to cover all of those uh, verbally from up here this morning but you'll be up to date on it again at particularly keeping it handy to have uh, with you for prayer requests and things like that uh, you can find that a copy of that always on our homepage, www.ljchurch.org, and uh, have it with you on your phone anytime you need to. Want to be sure that you re- remember and take advantage of this moment. If you've forgotten to to have your uh, individual communion set with you, they're available on the table as you were walking in. Now is the time to get them and be prepared for that. Also. Just to remind you that while uh, we have, we're not going to be passing plates for contribution, there's a box in the back that you can put your contributions in. Also, you have the ability online, several different ways. The QR code on the screen can help you with that as well. And moms and dads, don't forget, we'll have pray, kids' gifts following uh, our regular time of giving God thanks for the contribution. want to be sure you're aware that next Sunday, next Sunday we have a, a another one of those couples wedding shower I don't you know I can't I'm just not going to even talk about it anymore couples wedding shower uh, for Lexi Vestal and Travis Harvey who are our Lindley Glover's daughter and soon-to-be son-in-law and that'll be from two to five next Sunday right here at the building putting the calendar forward a little bit if you saw the LJC update on Thursday, you may be aware of this, but uh, coming up on August Sunday, August the 15th, um, we're going to have the opportunity to participate in what, what's called the prayer walk, back to school prayer walk, where uh, schools around our community will be open, um, and we'll have the opportunity to not just go to the front door and sweat while we pray, but to actually sweat a little while while we get in, and then get inside and walk around the halls of the school and Uh, those kinds of things. It's always been a blessing. Uh, One of the neat things that the first time we did this we made some t-shirts available and they made a great impression. Big bold LJCC across the front and we would like for you to have one. 
Uh, I'm sure that during the pandemic, many of you lost a bunch of weight, and so you need a smaller shirt than you had before, or maybe children have grown up and they need a new shirt, or uh, what it may be, or if you don't have one, they're a great t-shirt to have. They look good on anybody, uh, no matter what anybody says about that bright yellow. They look good on everybody. So uh, if you want to do that, on the home page, there's a button to click. It'll take you through the process of picking your size and paying for it right there. You don't have to worry about how am I going to do those kinds of things. And if you'll get them ordered fairly soon, we'll be able to have them available for August the 15th. Yes, big things are coming up next week. I already made allusion to it. We had a great, had a bus full of kids load up this morning and head to, to camp. They will be there to register. Uh, we, of course, want to say prayers for, for their transportation there and back. But more than that, we, we really see God being able to work in their lives in a very special kind of way. Uh, so I ask, I'm asking you to lift them up in your prayers all week long. I want to ask for a specific prayer request. Um, myself and Terry German and Haley Yates and Chelsea Foster uh, will have somewhere in the neighborhood of 42 or 43 fifth and sixth graders. All the fifth and sixth graders there at camp get to spend about an hour and a 15 minutes with us in the morning. And uh, we've been working very hard that they can be impacted by the message of the Bible, uh, particularly the ideas, some of the ideas that come out of the Sermon on the Mount or, or what we're about. And if you've, if you've ever taught fifth and sixth graders and you've read the Sermon on the Mount, you know that those aren't necessarily the, the easiest things to carry that through. But we've got some great ideas for how that's going to come about. But make no mistakes, we believe that it won't have the impact that it can have if we don't have you praying for us and asking God to send his spirit in an extra man. I, I failed to mention Aaron Hudson is helping us in that class as well. My apologies. We've got the Hudsons here and uh, she'll be part of that as well. Um, but it's a, a special group, special class, and, and would specifically ask your prayers for, for us in that process as well. As, as part of that prayer, I've asked Jerry Miller to be... Jerry, there he is. Jerry, to come up and pray for us as as we uh, for camp to pray for camp, and I hope you'll join in that. Why don't you go on and stand? We'll be standing for the opening song, and it'd be appropriate to stand for this prayer as well. All yours, Jerry. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to come before you in prayer. We just first of all want to thank you that you have given us prayer that we can come to you with our thanks thanksgiving with our cares with our concerns with our confessions lord at this time we just want to hold up our children we just want to thank you first of all for the gift you have given us to those children and trust them to our care we ask for your guidance and your wisdom as we raise these children uh, lord just especially want to pray for camp this week to keep the kids safe physically uh, let them grow spiritually let them grow in love for you grow in love for your word grow in knowledge of your word just grow uh, closer to each other as well Lord, we also pray for the adults that are be teaching. Uh, we just ask your blessings upon them. Give them wisdom. Uh, give them uh, the knowledge to know how to reach these children, to, to teach your word in a way that they can understand, that they can add it to their knowledge, to their lives, that they can live out your word in their lives. We just pray for them as they grow up, as they become the leaders of this country, the leaders of your church. Uh, just bless each one of them. Lord, just bless, bless us as we try to serve you and to walk in your ways. Uh, it's these things you're asking in your son's name. Amen. I just failed to remember that we're going to begin with a psalm. Psalm 13. 
The psalmists don't always just break out in hallelujahs instantaneously. They are real people just like you and I are. And sometimes they ask, where are you, God? And this morning as we begin, we're going to participate in one of those psalms. I ask that you'd read along with me and Mark will start our opening song immediately after that. Lord, how long must I wait? Will you forget me forever? How long will you turn your face away from me? How long must I struggle with my thoughts? How long will my enemies keep winning the battle over me? Lord, my God, look at me and answer me. Give me new life or I will die. For I trust in your faithful love. My heart is filled with joy because you will save me. I will sing to the Lord. He has been good to me. Who else commands all the hosts of heaven? Who else could make every king bow down? Who else could whisper the darkness tremble? Only a holy God. What other beauty demands such praises? What other splendor outshines the sun? What other majesty rules with justice? Only a holy God. Come and behold him, the one and the only. Cry out, sing holy, forever a holy God. Come and worship the holy God. Consumes like fire. What other power can raise the dead? What other name remains undefeated? Only a holy God. Who else could rescue me from my failings? Who else could offer his only son? Who else invites me to call him father? Only a holy God. Come and behold him, the one and the only. Cry out, sing holy, forever a holy God. Come and worship the holy
Pray with me. So, Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the beautiful weather. We ask that you watch over and protect us today as we study a portion of your word. Be with Alan as he shares that word with us. Lord, be with each one of us as we go out into the world with your word. And as we start these conversations, that we have a good remembrance of the things we prepared and that we have a good patience and understanding of those that we're talking to and that we can share your word in a way that impacts their lives, that leads them to come to study you to love you, to follow you, and finally give their life over to your will. Thank you again for all that you do. We ask that you forgive us of our sins and bless this time together as family. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. We'll prepare for the Lord's Supper at this time. Jesus, let us come to know you. Let us see you face to face. Touch us, hold us, use us, mold us. Only let 
this will come into play in a second. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, I have a, just one question. Have any of you heard of or seen a show called The Mandalorian? Okay, cool, great. We'll get, we'll get back to that in a second, same with that. So every night, me and my mom, uh, we would read out of, out of this devotional book. And not too long ago, we were going through our devotional of the night. And this one opening verse, it hit us. Isaiah 30, verse 21. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And what hit us was not only the fact of how powerful the verse really is, but, you know, in Star Wars, uh, which if you don't know me, of course, I'm a huge fan of, uh, <laughs> uh, there's, of course, the show called The Mandalorian. And if you, if, you don't, if you haven't heard of it or don't know the story, it's essentially about this, like, gruff and tough bounty hunter. He's like, I'm the toughest guy there is. And then he comes across this little guy and... Um, ends up becoming a father and starts turning into a story of how, you know, he's able to just protect this child at all costs um, and, you know, leading his son on the right path. And anytime he has questioned about his ability to protect the child, he says, this is the way, which is sort of like his motto, I guess. And as children of God, I think we're also called to follow God so he can lead us on the right path, lead us to heaven and his glory. As children of God, seeking to follow after him daily, we need to be listening for that voice. This is the way. Walk in it. It is the voice of our Lord Jesus Christ who says in John 14, 6, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And it is through his Son, through his sacrifice, that we find salvation. Won't you join me in prayer as we're about to partake of the Lord's Supper? Dear Father, thank you for this bread, which represents your son's body, which was broken on the cross for our sins. When Jesus broke the bread with his disciples, he gave thanks and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Take and eat. This is my body. Please join me again in prayer. Dear Father, we now partake the fruit of the vine, which we take to remember what price he paid in pouring out his blood so that we could be washed clean of our sins. When Jesus took the cup, he gave thanks and said, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. It's in your son's precious name that we pray. Amen. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins.
Jesus is the most generous person who ever lived. He left the most he left the comforts of heaven, took on human flesh and gave his life on the cross so that we might live in him. In response to Jesus's generosity, we are called to be generous with our money and good stewards of what God has blessed us with. Whether we make our gift today online or in the box placed in the foyer, let us now pray to give thanks to God for what he has given each of us and bless our offerings back to him for the continued work in bringing others to Christ. Dear Father, thank you for being so good, so generous to each one of us. As we give back a portion of our earnings, may you bless it so that the work of our church will bring more souls to Christ and bring glory to your name. It's in Jesus' name we, now, we do pray. Amen. And now it is time for Kids' Gift. Uh, and you, they can now be dismissed to, uh, it doesn't say it up there. There it is. Oh. Stage two, Praise Kids and uh, Limitless Kids. As they're um, leaving and, and depositing their gifts up here, everybody please stand and we'll continue our worship. How do you explain? How do you describe? A love that goes from east to west. As deep as it is wide, you know all our souls, Lord, you know all our fears, and words cannot express the love we feel, but we long for you to hear, so listen to our hearts, hear our spirits sing. A song of praise that flows from those you have revealed. We will use the words we know to tell you what an awesome God you are. But words are not enough to tell you of our love, so listen to our heart. If words just fall like rain from these lips of mine, and if I had a thousand years, Lord, I would still run out of time. If you listen to my call, every beat will say. Thank you for the way. 
a song of praise that flows from those you have redeemed. We will use the words we know to tell you what an awesome God you are. But words are not enough to tell you of our love. So listen to our hearts. So listen to our hearts. Hear our spirit sing. A song of praise that flows from those you have redeemed. We will use the words we know to tell But words are not enough to tell you of our love, so listen to our hearts. Be seated, please. Good morning. Half of y'all have no idea who I am. And the other half is, I'm here as a visitor, and Ronnie grabs me and puts me to work. Because <laughs> I guess I, I used to stand up here a lot. It's been a while. I think it's been 15 years since I've stood up here. And um, it's great to be back. If you don't know who I am, I'm Aaron's dad. And Rochelle's, so we, we sent Aaron down here for y'all's safekeeping for the summer, and uh, I hear she's done okay. And uh, I hope she, she keeps doing okay. Got a lot of memories around here. Been through some uh, good times here, and we went through some tough times. And uh, so, Ronnie, thanks for letting me stand up and say hello to everybody and read. So, we're going to read from John 14, 1 through 6 this morning. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house, there are many rooms. Were not so, I would have told you. And if I go back, prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you with me that so you may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how do we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You know, Alan said something real interesting in the, the room in there. He says, uh, you know, I want to focus on, uh, we focus on that the, the Lord's coming back to get us. And if uh, those of you that remember us, we've left somebody here in y'all's care that, uh, that's waiting for the Lord to come back. So, praise God this morning. You, O oh Lord, are my shepherd, I will never want. You will let me rest, you will let me rest. You lead me to dreams of peaceful 
church said and and I uh, Lee I have to take exception with one thing you said Aaron hadn't done an okay job Aaron has done a great job somebody say amen we're really thankful you, you never do know the seeds right um, my guess is when you left you never thought your daughter would be on staff here even for a summer and as you sit where you are and you raise your children, you have no idea what God's got in store for them. And it may be being here on staff as a youth or a children's intern, but it may be something, in fact, looking at my own life and my own children far beyond anything and what's the scripture say that we could ask or imagine. And we're thankful that the the plans for our children are not limited by our imagination, but expanded by God's great imagination. Amen and amen. And uh, make no mistakes, uh, part of that seed planting process of what they're going to be is going on in these weeks at camp. And so, uh, good things, good things. It is amazing how simply the gospel writers record the ascension of Jesus. The resurrection is recorded with earthquakes and, and light and, 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 and guards, Roman guards falling over dead and, you know, they, these kinds of things. I guess they're, they're temple guards. Temple guards falling over like they were dead and things like that. The ascension is just kind of, and we were there and Jesus took off. I don't know if you've ever flown, but taking off takes significant amounts of effort. If you've ridden in one of Southwest 737s, you feel a little bit of vibration. I will promise you it is nothing compared to the idea of being in a single-engine, 
prop plane and rolling down that runway and that engine giving it all it's got and the whole thing is shaking and you're like, there's no way we're ever going to get off the ground. And then suddenly takes flight. If you've ever watched one of those videos where, uh, you know, jetpacks, how many of you were little imagined, I'm going to build a jetpack, and you, you know, you put the cardboard box on the back, and you had arms around the front. I don't know if anybody's seen any of the actual implementations of this, but it is not a safe thing. So when Jesus takes off in the ascension, the gospel writers just say, and he went. That's not the way artists portray it. The artists have to make sure that we have angels all around and clouds all around and all kinds of of things that get kind of added to the, the picture. It's almost as if Jesus couldn't just rise up in the clouds, rise up in the air. I love the message of the angels. He will return in the same way. And there's very significant kind of theology. The idea that, that what waits for us in the future is not a empty just spirits and ghosts. But is a bodily thing if we are going to become like Jesus. But the impact of the ascension is not so much how Jesus got up. And by the way, I need a West Texas sunrise. Sunset, excuse me, not a sunrise. West Texas sunset. That's what I think kind of needed to be there. The only problem was if he was standing on the Mount of Olives, Jerusalem kind of blocks the west sun. So I'm not sure exactly how that happened. But that's the way I need it to be, if you, if you must know. But it is the words, again, having spent, invested three years, having not just given his... Uh, were effort and his sweat, but he gave his blood and his flesh to impact these men that were surrounding him there on the mountain. It is that message that he gave, and Matthew records it this way. And be sure of this. I kind of see this, he's already lifted off. Does that make sense? He's already up. So that when he says, and listen to this, their attention is extremely focused. And listen to this. Be sure of this. I am with you. As he leaves, he says, I am with you always. Even to the end of the age. That phrase, end of the age, has all kinds of implications. And probably we don't ever translate it as fully as it. And I will be with you Always is one of the translations. I will be with you wherever you go and whatever you do. And no longer matter how long time goes on, I will be with you. It is a powerful sense, and we hear it as Jesus' words. And maybe we don't recognize that it's an echo from all the way back in the book of Genesis. God calls Moses at the burning bush, and he says, I'm going to go with you. Moses transitions and, and leaves and Joshua takes his place. And God says, I'm going to be with you. He says to David when he comes on the throne, I'm going to be with you. He says to Solomon, I'll be with you. Very powerfully, Isaiah. And again, it's not this, this flowers and, and wonderful hallelujahs chorus that they're singing for Isaiah. He tells Isaiah, you're going to speak and nobody's going to listen. It's never going to break through to the heart what you're going to say, but they're going to store up your words and it's going to change the world. It's going to point people toward Jesus. But in that process of saying they're not going to listen, but don't fret. 
I don't know about you, but sometimes it's hard for me to believe that I'm doing the right thing when people aren't listening. It's hard as a parent to kind of say, I, I must be doing this the right way because it doesn't seem to engage the kids, my children, the way I want it to. When you became a parent, to a certain extent, you need to hear the words of Scripture to Isaiah, right? They're going to grow up, and eventually they're not going to listen, you're going to think. They're not listening to a word you're saying, but I am with you. Don't forget that. Don't forget that throughout your whole life, Jesus, through the Spirit, God, through His presence, says, I walk with you. Just because... You don't think you're making a difference. Just because you don't think anybody's listening, just because, just because, doesn't mean that I'm not with you. Jeremiah will repeat the same kind of calling. Again, very much a, a calling to say, this is going to be tough, but I'm going to be with you. And so part of the message of Jesus as he ascends saying, I'm going to be with you, uh, don't, don't forget that I'm going to be with you. He connects the apostles, this new generation of people who are going to have to, to a certain extent, do the most difficult job there is in this whole process because Jesus revealed God's kingdom, but he's going to leave in physical form, gave his life on the cross, left in physical form and said, you guys have to take it from here. I don't know, there's, there's one thing about kind of stepping into something that's kind of broken anyway. Does that make sense? That, well, whatever I do with it is okay. And I think that's maybe where David was. and That's where Isaiah or Jeremiah was. The apostles, Jesus had gotten it all right. Amen? And he says, now it's up to you guys to finish the job. But I'm going to be with you everywhere you go. Those words had to have made a huge difference. Because those men will give their lives, just as Jesus did, for the gospel. As we hear these words of scripture, I am with you to the end, always, wherever. Are they just comments on history? Again, a set of words spoken to a set of guys on the top of a hill. Or are they words that speak to us? I have to constantly ask, is it speaking to me? And is it speaking to you? Yes, you're right. The Holy Spirit led them from there. And we see this, this incredible change. Again, Peter, who is ready to deny Jesus three times, which we talked about in Bible class this morning, to Peter, who will say to the rulers, you know what, you can do whatever you want to with me, but I'm not going to quit talking about Jesus. That's a change. And the Spirit is part of that change. But it is also true that the apostles clearly heard these last words. And they carried them with them wherever they went. To a certain extent, I, I, my complaint about the New Testament is that we don't have the story of all the apostles as they went in their different places. And that's God in his wisdom, and I trust that. But I wish I knew more of those stories because it is the story of people who heard what God said, heard what Jesus said, heard his prayer for them. Don't forget, I'm with you. And it changed their lives. And not only did it change their lives, but in reality it changed generations. Hundreds of now, of generations of people who have followed in their footsteps as they followed in Jesus' footsteps. And who have followed and trusted their message just as they trusted Jesus' message. 
And we depend on those words as well. Amen? That he will be with us wherever we go. Hear those words that, that Lee just read. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Now he was speaking that in a very specific setting. They're, they're in the garden. He's told them he's going away. He's told them he's going to be betrayed. There's all kinds of things that he said to them that makes this a very troubling place. And he speaks into that moment, but he speaks again across the century and the millennia to us. Don't let your heart be troubled. I'll come back to you. Come back and take you to be with me that you may be where I am. Do we trust these words of presence? Do we trust these words of, I'm not going to leave you. You're not going to be left behind. You're coming eventually to be with me. That's a promise and that's a prayer that continues. You know, I love the narratives of, of children in, in the Gospels where Jesus interacts with children. It's just beautiful to me and I think... Uh, fill up that idea that he said, if, you, if you're going to come follow me, you've got to be like one of these children. And so I'm, I migrate to those children's stories. And to a certain extent, uh, this week at camp, we're teaching these children and we want them to see Jesus, but we, we don't want them to, to harden their hearts to them. We want them to continue in that softness and dependence on who he is. We love those narratives. But do you ever picture yourself? Do you ever picture yourself as crawling up in Jesus' arms? Now, let's be sure and say, Alan Ritchie in his current state is a little bit much for Jesus to carry. Pick me up. So there needs to be a vision of when I was a child. When I was young enough that I could go jump in his arms and not break his back. I, those are all bad illustrations. But the point is, do you ever see yourself in that security? Do you ever see yourself in that warmth? Do you ever see yourself in that sense of, oh, isn't it beautiful what Jesus, as he took the children into his arms and blessed them, do you see yourself in his arms? Do you hear his words of, well done? Do you hear his words of, don't forget, God loves you. Do you hear of his words of, I'm never going to leave you. I'm always going to be nearby. You see, it's a powerful reminder. If we can see ourselves in that situation, if, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, we, we do very little envisioning back to when, right? We may remember back when we were younger and more fit. We may remember back when we were stronger or when our memory was better, those kinds of things. But we don't necessarily want to go back to when we were six or seven or eight. We really don't want to go back to when we were in junior high. Amen? But it is that sense of humility. Of saying, I do want to step back into a dependence. I want to step back into a vulnerability. I want to step back into that idea of, I want to be a child to go running into Jesus' arms. Because the promise of Scripture is that those arms are open and waiting for us to come. Amen? That sense of incredible security. But it should testify to us. The words of Scripture 
And the prayers of the New Testament, one particular we're going to read in just a second, should testify to us that we are not just having a feeling of security, but in reality, we are secured in Christ. Now, you're going to have to forgive me again. I keep putting these words up that aren't right grammatically, but they're intended to make a point. So I'll ask you to walk with me. That he secures us, amen? But that ED, what does is, what is putting it in the past tense mean? You say, well, wait a minute. I haven't, I haven't gotten all the way home. I'm not all the way there. No, but the words of Scripture say that we are, our security with him is full and complete. As those who have put him on in baptism, as those who have set our tack, our direction, our compass towards what he wants us to be. Not about our failures, not about our stepping this way or that. It's about that we're not going to give up on that goal. And in that place, he has us in the palm of his hands. He has us wrapped up in his loving arms. He has us not just secure, but fully secured and we're thankful for that very great power that he brings to us i wanted to point you forward but i want you to hear it's this little bitty book just before we get to the end of the new testament end of all of it when revelation wraps it all up and if you if you flip in too fast you're going to miss it it's a book called jude it's unique it has no no chapters it's just one quick word it, it's, it's a message that would be very much at home in our society. If you can't get it on one page, it's too long, right? Uh, they had a little more time to sit and read, so you have things like Genesis, and you have things like Isaiah that goes on for 60-whatever chapters. This one's just one. And he closes it with two phrases. Prayers. For the people he was writing to, probably a brother of Jesus, probably his name actually Judas. Um, thought is that he maybe changed it because Judas was well known as not a good guy. But Judas, brother of James, brother of Jesus, Jude. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence. What's that last line? Say it with me. Without fault and with great joy. This is not a message about what might be. This is not a message about what could be for God's people. For the people who are following Jesus. This is a message of, this is my prayer. Will you hear it and live into it? The challenge is we are listening to, to, are we listening to what we hear? We always have that, that stumbling block of, oh yeah, scripture says it, but I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I buy into it. We always have that sense of, well, yes, if I was good enough, that would be true. And God said, if you were good enough, I got this. So I ask you, if you are hearing the secured language of Scripture in Jesus, because I believe it can change how we walk and how we live, but it particularly should change us in how it lifts our hearts to where God wants them to be. 
not in the vulnerability that Satan wants to hold us back with. Three ways that we hear being secured in Jesus. We're listening. We let it become part of us. First of all, it has to begin with a profound understanding of it's God, not me. If my security is dependent on me, how safe is my security? And the answer is, no way, no. I, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but the Internet is a really, really dangerous place. Is anybody aware of that? Google reminds me every time I open up my Gmail, we've got all your passwords secure and safe and all those kinds of things. And, and by the way, you can laugh at that. I understand you Internet people laugh at the idea that Google is safe, and that's okay. But I want you to know that Google's doing a whole lot better job than I would do of keeping myself safe on the Internet. Somebody can say amen to that. It's not even in the same realm, is it? If left to myself, not. If left to God, yes. And that is the story of the gospel. The story of the gospel is not about get this right and get that right and get the other right so that you can be right. The story of the gospel is that Jesus is right, amen? And that Jesus gave his life for you so that you can be with him and be right. Baptism isn't a sprinkling, not because we have a, a, a corner on the market of doing it exactly in the right form. Baptism is a sprinkling because I want Jesus to be all over me. Amen? I'm going to go down in there and everything's going to get wet. And just as the way death completely swallowed Jesus, we are raised to a new life and so we come back up out of the water. It is about God, not me. And you will never find a place of security until that message penetrates your heart. And I would challenge you that if you've lived your whole life, and I, and I have these conversations with people at times, yes, I, I think I'm okay, but, but I'm not sure I've done enough. And the answer is, you haven't. God has. But if you're living in that place, there's a conversion that needs to be place, taken place. You're never going to earn it. You're never going to be good enough for it. You can accept it and let it change your life. Every single one of us, no matter how old we are, no matter how young we are, need to understand. And maybe that, as much as anything, when Jesus said you need to become like a little child, because a little child knows not getting it done if it's not for mom and dad. And we grow up to be adults and say, I can do this myself. God says, I need you to go back to that place of needing me every single day. Number two, if we're to step into that place of security, there is absolutely no substitute for dwelling deeply in Scripture. I want to say to you that I believe the, the primary core of the folks who struggle with that I'm not good enough stuff is that they kind of brush over Scripture as opposed to digging into it. Because when you read the stories of the Old Testament, you recognize that none of those people have got it together. There's a few exceptions that sort of step up to the plate and do a pretty good job. But everybody comes up short and it is only because God's going to see them through that any good thing happens. 
You don't get that from the bird's eye view. You don't get that from just kind of dabbling every once in a while. You get that because you dwell deeply in Scripture. You get that from dwelling deeply in the stories that God... And by the way, God didn't accidentally save these stories for us. God very purposefully put this together for us. And he didn't just put together the last 27 books and we can ignore the first 36 books. That's the wrong numbers. Sorry, 60... Never mind. I get it wrong every time. He gave it all to us. And he gave it for us to dwell in richly and deeply. And what I can promise you is that if you make time daily, time daily to dig and dwell richly and deeply in that word, the message through His Holy Spirit of I've got you, the sense of security we can have in God and the sense that we are secured with him will penetrate your life. I invite you to that journey. Not a journey that has a finish line, but a journey that takes our whole life. Finally, and I don't know if, if this fits with it, but it seems to me to be really important to say out loud. If we're going to hear the security that we have in Jesus, we have to be open about our doubts about our doubts in God, and about our doubts in ourselves. See, what we are convinced by Satan is that if we have a doubt about, is God good enough, is God big enough, will God really come through on his promises, we better hide those, because if I share those with anybody, somebody will come back wagging their finger at me, or I'll seem like I'm not strong enough, or I'll, I'll be vulnerable. And Satan convinces us that we can hide that. In fact, what Satan really wants to do is to convince you that you can't even share that with God. Now, dwelling deeply in his word will, will bust that myth wide open. If you spend any time in the Psalms, you read of people of God. And by the way, be sure you understand, God wanted you to read the Psalms that say, Woe is me, what am I going to do? Are you there? Will you ever hear me? Will you ever respond? God wants you to hear those Psalms because he wants to reassure you that your doubts are no match for his love. Your doubts are no match for his love. Matthew chapter 11, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. And, and we can think about a lot of ways that those burdens can be with us. But I will promise you, if you're one of those people who's wired to ask hard questions and who's wired to kind of have doubts about things, to question things, to say, what if, what if, what if, what if? I gave birth to one of those. If you're one of those people, one of the burdens are those what if questions. And Jesus says, I got you. There is no one that your questions about, do you hear me, God? Are you acting, God? Are you real, God? Is your love enough? There is no one to share those better than God himself. And what God has bound us together as his body to be is to be that sounding board 
If somebody comes to you and say, I'm kind of really struggling with whether God can really be alive and working if these things are happening in my, our lives, please participate in that conversation. Please listen well. And whatever you say, make sure that you say at least this one thing. Have you told God about it? Have you laid it out in your heart of hearts? Have you cried as you prayed to God because you want Him to hear your doubts and your burdens? Because His love is always bigger than our doubts. And His strength is always enough to carry, by the way, to carry you even with every single doubt you have. But see, the doubt isn't just in God, is it? The doubt is in ourselves sometimes. Am I? Will I? Do I? Can I? I love the words of 1 John 3.20. John is very much talking to a group of people that, say, that he's constantly saying to them, you need to understand I know there are people that are questioning whether you got the right message and whether you're doing the right thing. And I just want to tell you, Jesus is real, just exactly the way I told him about you. And if you're living lives of love, then you are inside of what he wants you to be about. Constantly reminding him, you're okay. But he has this little line in 1 John chapter 3, verse 20. He says, right before it, he says, if your hearts don't condemn you, then you can stand in, in courage. In, 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 uh, you can stand with courage before God. And then the next line is, but if your heart does, and he uses the word, if your heart does continue, condemn you, God is bigger than your heart. God knows your heart, and he knows who you are. Now, again, be sure and say, I can get in real trouble with that real fast, okay? First of all, there's me on the outside and then there's me in the heart and it doesn't really get any better, right? When you kind of dig into my, my self, my true self. And so I can worry, oh, God knows my heart. Well, that must mean that I'm in worse shape than I would have been if he just is looking at the outside things, except that's not it, is it? It's about a heart that's received Jesus. It's about a heart that Jesus has covered with his blood. It's about a heart that says, no, no, you're mine. I've got you. That is the heart that God sees. No matter how much your insecurity says, I'm not good enough. I can't do it the way God wants me to. My thoughts aren't exactly where they need to be. God says, no, I've got you. It's very interesting as you look at the prayers of the New Testament, particularly the prayers and the letters of the church to the churches. Because what you see very regularly is in the teaching part, Paul will say, you need to get your life aligned with Christ. You need to be more gentle and selfless. You need to put away these sinful things, various things that he'll say. But when he prays, it's about, I hope you know Jesus better. I hope you know that God has blessed you. I hope you know that his grace is sufficient for everything you need and the prayers that you understand that you are secure in Christ. The prayers aren't. I hope you get your stuff straight. Now, you're right. The letters to the, to the churches from Revelation are pretty confrontational. I'm not, I'm not bunking that. 
But when these letters speak to us, particularly in these closing words of each letter, know that God is good enough. Know that you are in him. And know that he's never going to let you go. You are secure. I love the way Jude 25 ends. Sorry. He is the one who's able to present you without fault. I don't know if you're interested in a relationship with somebody who sees you without fault. But that's a really blessed place to be. And it's not a place that very many people get to. But if you would like to start that journey to a relationship with the God of the universe that sees you as whole, sees you as his, sees you not because of your mistakes and your flaws, but sees you because of Jesus' blood, sees you through his eyes of love, then we would be glad to help you in that process. We would invite you to come during the singing of the song, which is going to be in just a second. But we would invite you wherever you are to engage in that conversation with the people that are near you, that you trust. If you're online or if for whatever reason sometime later you want to start that conversation, you can text the number 979-217-3300 and we'd be glad to start that conversation with you and see where God leads it. Before we sing the invitation, I want to ask you to stand with me. And we're going to finish out the book of Jude together. To the only God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, power, and authority. Through Jesus our Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. I am a sheep and the Lord's my shepherd, watching over my soul, my soul to keep guarding over me ever, watching wherever I go. And when the winds blow, he is my shelter, and when I'm lost and When the lion comes, he is my victory, constantly watching over me. And when the winds blow, he is my shelter, and when I'm lost and alone, he rescues me. And when the lion comes, he is my Watching over me, he is constantly watching over me. Be seated, please. Barry Cross, Larry, I got it wrong both times.
Larry Cross comes forward this morning and wants us to know that, as with all of us, he uh, wants to express that in and of himself, he's not enough. He wants to be a better husband, a better father, be a better person. He wants to be more patient. He wants to be more what Christ wants him to be. Amen? And we are called to pray for each other. He came forward for those prayers. It's my prayer that you will come up and meet him at some point and express your support for him and your, your desire to help him along that road. Um, but as we close out, Craig will word prayer, come up in word prayer for him right now, and then we'll do the rest of our closing. Thank you for coming today. If you're close to Larry, I would, if he's comfortable with that, put, put a hand on him there. And if you're not close, then maybe push a hand toward him as we join in prayer. Father, we just want to uh, humble ourselves before you, Father, and we want to acknowledge that you are God. And, Father, that uh, we recognize that we're, we're weak, but we recognize that you have it, Father, that you've got it and that you've got us in your hand and that you've got a firm grip on us. And, Father, we just pray that you would uh, fill us with your spirit and with that security of knowing that you have us. Father, we want to lift up our brother Larry. Uh, Father, he's come in humility and has asked for the prayers of the church. Father, he's asking for your strength. Uh, he's asking for that security of you holding his hand. Father, we pray and we know and are secure that you will make Larry a better, a better father, a, a better husband, a more patient man. Father, that we know that you can make and that you will make Larry the man that you want him to be for the work that you have him to do here on this earth. And Father, uh, uh, as a congregation, we ask that you would show us how we can draw alongside Larry and, and be helpmates and brothers to him in that work. Father, uh, help him to feel secure and in his ability to reach out to each and every one of us and, and to express those doubts when he has them and know that uh, with security that there will be growth in that, Father. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, thanks to everyone that's here this morning. Uh, we do have uh, some special people here with us. Uh, Mike and Carol Kresbach are here. Could, would y'all stand? Uh, so the Kresbox have returned, and we, I, I would just like to take this to appreciate that they're back here in our congregation with us. Uh, we've missed them over, has it been a year or two years? What's it been? Five years. Wow, I would have never said five years. <laughs> Maybe because I've been following you so long. Well, y'all join me in acknowledgement of the Kresbox and their, their desire to be back here. We look forward to being with you every day now. Uh, so Alan thank you for that lesson uh, uh, I, of your three points there on the last thing I, I keyed in on the open about our doubts thing as something that I can be better in my life at applying I'm very much tried to portray myself as a self-assured man as I'm strong I know what's happening I don't have any doubts about anything uh, so we were in a foreign country this week and we were we were standing in a bunch of fuzzy lines, and if you, I don't know if you know what a fuzzy line is, but I like the line to be very precise, you know? Everybody's single file, and you know at the end of that line you're gonna get whatever the thing is that you were in the line for. And, and, and uh, so I'm very, and uh, 
in this foreign country situation, it's not always like that. It's like there's a clump of people. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, I was here first. Am I going to get the thing that I was here for? And I'm going to get it in the right time? And I have all these doubts in my head. And, and I'm very good about not letting any of those doubts out. And Anne's beside me, and she's expressing all of those doubts. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get taken advantage of here. <laughs> They're going to get there first. There's not going to be any left. We need, and you know what? And I'm trying to portray, no, it's great, it's all right. It, but but there's there's kind of a mix of that, that security and the path that you're on and, and a willingness to examine the path that you're on that you get with a partner that, that gets you to the best best place at the end. Because there was times when we needed to adjust the course or we weren't going to get the thing. And if Ann hadn't been good about expressing those doubts, you know, uh, I'd probably still be in that. <laughs> in that line right now. Uh, so anyhow, so with God, we know we know God's enough. We know he has us. Uh, we can read about that in scripture. We can be very self-assured about that. We can get a strong sense of that. But I think there is a, a growth to be had in, in, in the sharing with the, you know, maybe you call it expressing doubts. Maybe you call it sharing your experiences with, with your brothers and sisters. Well, I'm saying there's growth to be had in that. Thank you for Alan for bringing that out. Uh, just a few notes. Uh, so it was, uh, Alan mentioned it this morning, but really it is a very good way to keep up with what's going on is, is to, to pay attention to those LG, LJCC updates when they come out every Thursday. Uh, if you're not getting those, c contact the office and get on the list to get those. Uh, it's not just a calendar of these are the five things that are happening this week, and it's not just a prayer list, but it is all those things, but it's more, and, and it's very important in the, in the uh, I think you'll be blessed in the life of this church if you'll pay attention to those and subscribe to those. Also, uh, August 1st, there is a uh, youth parent meeting coming up, so if the, you're a youth and a parent, then you need to be involved in that. Uh, there's lots going on in the youth program right now. Of course, there's a transition going on uh, with the youth ministry, minister. Uh, the, I see good things. Looks like Peter has landed both feet on the ground at his, at his new place and is very active there. So praise to God for that. Uh, I know our search team is doing things. We have uh, uh, interns here to help with the program. We have, uh, yeah, interim. I was searching for the I word, and intern popped in, but I meant to say interim. Ozzy's here. Uh, there, there is a very full calendar planned for the summer. Of course, they're at camp this week. Anyhow, there's lots, lots to be kept abreast of there. Come to that meeting on August the 1st. Uh, and then also, still focusing on the youth, and it was mentioned this morning, but bears uh, a parting word to remember to, to uphold the Camp Bandina in your prayers this week, uh, you know, camp is a time of, uh, of uh, growth and renewal and, and, and it's a very important time in a lot of people's lives and let's just, let's just pray uh, that God is moving in everything that's going there. So with that, if you would uh, join me in prayer. Father, we want to uh, thank you for joining us here this morning. Father, we want to thank you for the very life that you give us. We thank you how you have uh, secured that and redeemed us to you through the life of your son, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for the love that you continually express for us, how you provide for us the things that we need, how you challenge us, how you grow us. Father, how you uh, give us meaningful work to do here. We thank you for all of that, Father. 
Father, we ask that you would uh, strengthen this congregation, that you would uh, that you would fill it with your spirit, that you would equip it, and that you would use it here in your work in this community, Father. Father, we want to lift up the individual members. We ask for strengthening for all. Uh, Father, just a few names I want to mention, but but by by no means uh, it's not a limiting list. But Father, uh, Leanne and Charlie and Dave and Vicky and Irina and Shirley and Dee and, and Maria. Father, I just ask for your healing in each of those situations, for your strength and for a special indwelling of your spirit for, for those persons and the people around them. Uh, Father, I pray for the uh, campers. I pray for the staff at Camp Bandina. Father, I just pray that uh, your presence will be felt there by all in a powerful way. Father, this is our prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. Will you please stand for the closing song? Now, before we close, it's a good time for um, parents to take up their stage two um, kids at the stage two nursery. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. The Lord liveth and blessed be the rock, let the God of my salvation be exalted. The Lord liveth. And blessed be the rock, let God of my salvation be exalted. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. The Lord liveth. And blessed be the rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. The Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. I will call upon the Lord. Go with God.